What is up, everyone? <laughs> it is your host, Fosdu, here, and we are back for another episode of the Rave and Ramble podcast. So let's get ready to rave and ramble. I can't do this, bro. Why would you do that to me? Anyway, <laughs> we are back here again. Uh, before we get started, let me just say that you can find uh, this episode on YouTube at the Rave and Ramble podcast YouTube, or you can find us on all the listening platforms that are, you know, around like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Amazon Music, Audible, and so on and so forth. But uh, this week, we're going to be breaking down... Uh, very controversial movie known as The Wasp and the Ant-Man, uh, Jonathan Major's Mania, and uh, maybe other tangents. We don't usually go on tangents, but you know, maybe we'll surprise you. All but, I uh, gotta say is let's get let's get that, the business. That, that, that post credit see where he was going. That's <laughs> be, before we get to the post, I want to hear because this is a very controversial movie. It's so controversial. That because the main villain is not of the normal uh, pick and breed, wow. Troy hasn't watched it yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> if he's not, if he's well, not let's, let's start colored. Troy, why haven't you watched the movie? And then we'll get to me. He hasn't watched the last two movies featuring That's colored funny. villains, which which you would think that it would his be his niche colored. that could be beat. But Wait, he said but I, no. But I saw... Black Panther. Yeah, like a month later. But I, they got my money. <laughs> <laughs> I fed their children. Like that, yeah, I was like, I I helped. I'm I'm like super helpful. I'm like, that's so charitable. So yeah. so why haven't you supported our current generation? <laughs> um, I just honestly don't think this looked very good. Mm-hmm. Um. You gotta spend money, dude. Like you gotta spend. No, that's not. That's not. Yeah, and like I'm not. I'm not calling out you for hating on uh any particular groups of people. Yeah, you gotta make time to go like see this shit. I'm just like, dude. Yeah, of course, only two hours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucked up. I heard Jonathan Majors is like the best part, which is like, I'm like, that's a little concerning because it's not called Kang. The biggest reason why you didn't go watch this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not called Kang, and it's not called like the Jonathan Majors Power Hour. It's Ant Man. So I'm like, bro, don't forget the wasp. You mean the woman? <laughs> no, I actually just Two honestly, I just haven't had honestly time to go see it. The way they were when talking it, about how she it didn't came have out, green time whatever on the weekend. I was like, I've been busy the last couple yeah, weekends. Yeah, I, I feel I that. I can't when you're, go on the weekdays. Yeah, when you're planning and you have to get weekends, you have to have a good week. That's the main reason I didn't watch Black Panther is you usually watch movies in like the first two weekends. And if I don't, it kind of just flies by because then you're just going to an empty theater and that's just way too awkward for me. That's, that's the main reason I didn't go watch way Black too Panther. too awkward. That's like the best experience ever. No, because I'm already going by myself. I just want it. It feels so I weird to hear any reactions. No, I had the most, I had an audience in front of me and at the end of the movie, an audience behind me. There was a guy who would audibly laugh. He was the loudest, like, laugh and emotion-seeking man in the whole theater, right sitting right in front of me. He would make reactions that were not needed, that you could, like, just think in your mind. Is he like, one of those it, it dildos be... who like does live reactions? 
it was like he was doing a live reaction for Maybe his he was, bro. Channel. It was so dumb. He disrespecting the grind? He was it was that just sitting grind, there. Yeah. So, something happens. Probably. He's like, he's like, oh, and his voice is so loud. It's like like 10 rows behind me could hear him. Hey, you don't have to tell us that he's black, bro. You can nah, that he, secret. He was the complexion of our Oreo here. Mm-hmm. You have an Oreo? <laughs> yeah, I'm the frosting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm the cream. He, he didn't want to be the reverse Oreo. Like, I'm not just the frosting. Nah, well, no, because there's two cookies. <laughs> when the and it's not double stuffed because then that's only when stands here. You know, I like how I like how when we would use Oreo, Justin, it'd be like, ah, oh, this individual. Is an Oreo. It's not like the the tri- three people make an Oreo. Uh, so we were just like, oh yes, an individual Oreo. And we know exactly where. It's- Dude, but how many how many pieces make up an Oreo? And then, and then we have Troy. I'm the stuffing. I'm the filling. I want I want to hear you say the three components that you put together to form one Oreo. Let's see the cookie. That's mm-hmm. the first. The filling. And that, and that could be any color, really. And then the semen, right? Yeah. Wait, so is Justin the semen? <laughs> Am I, I mean, the semen? I mean, I plan to go on sea one day and just be buried at sea. Bro, tuna fishing pays money, bro. You might just have to be at sea for like six months, but you get paid. Dude, I don't know. I couldn't do it. I don't like the ocean. I couldn't. I, for that long, I mean, I could, I'd survive, but like, they put you to work, bro. You ain't sitting there the whole time, so I don't know. Yeah, that's the whole the point, man. Fucking ocean, dude. Like, fuck. But they that. pay you good money, too. I mean, man, if after, I did that twice six... a year, bro, oh, I have money. <laughs> after six months, you could be like a billionaire. Yeah, you'd be making six figures if you were doing that all year. Like, oh, crap, a while they pay you. But, uh, bro, anyways, back, think, to, back to the, the scene. I think, more, I think more people would do it if, if it was if like the that. conditions were, were better. <laughs> <laughs> No, like conditions can be shit if you're gonna make six figures. I was like, I mean, you you can, especially depending on your role. Yeah, I was gonna say the guy who owns the boat might be able to. Yeah, well, the guy who owns the boat starts getting money, bro. The guy sweeping the poop deck who's getting his shit battered that around. That probably making thing. more than like us. <laughs> that guy's probably still making more than us. Well, dude, the thing about that is. Is I think about so you got six months, right? Yeah. And say they're making twenty-eight dollars an hour. Oh, let's, let's say thirty, because it's a round number. Thirty an hour for six months, probably working twelves. So it's like, bro, in that in that window, they're raking in money at Alaska's tax rate and they're spending fuck all. Alaska? I wouldn't I wouldn't go to Alaska. It's already we're, cold we're, enough. Where do you pl- where do you water? plan on deep sea tuna fishing, sir? Tuna fishing? I wasn't talking about tuna. <laughs> what the fuck else are we talking hey, about? Any- Shit, I'll do crabs. Oh, oh, do you know where those are? Hey, I- I'd go a little bit lower. <laughs> You're trying to go butt into the main lobster fishing. Like hey, it's already it's already low in Alaska anyway. Have you heard the news lately? It's been pretty low for a while because people like the damn, like, crawfish dinner. I actually just had crawfish quesadillas. It was so good. <laughs> Speaking of freaking quesadillas, I tried, like, last week I tried ordering from, 
from freaking um, Taco Bell for the first time. And these bastards decided to cancel on me. Dang. I was mad. I was like, I wanted to try a crunch wrap. I wanted to try crunch it. Um, banging, bro. I wanted to try for the first time the uh, Baja Blast. Baja Blast? Never Baja? been out, bro, like 10 years at least. No, I've never baja Oh, my God. Bro, I baja like once a week. What are you doing? <laughs> Dang, dude. That's actually crazy that you've never baja Yeah. You want to see how mad I was? I wanted Baja for the first time, and they said no. Bro, you should have just went there yourself. Get a car. I'm trying. <laughs> you should have so trying. To- you should have told them. Whereas, like, yo, this is gonna be my first. I was blasting. This is this is time. my first, and I want to crunch wrap it up too. And they would have been like, "Oh shoot, bro, I can't cancel on you." They would have. They would have got you. You yeah, gotta be. Like, you gotta I, be vocal about these types of things. I wanted you to blast my Baja cherry, and they were like, "No." <laughs> Like, that seems targeted. Yeah, no one, no one's that harmful to another one. You haven't been bogged yet. That seems that seems malicious and targeted and a little pointed. Yeah, unless they really just know you and hate you. Like I never even ordered there before. That's the thing. Maybe they know that about you. Those bastards. But hey, oh, speaking shit. of things, speaking of things we don't know about. Uh, Let, let's let's pause that. Yeah, this is gonna back like we never left. I don't even know why you did that. You could just let it play, but <laughs> not best in this conversation. All right, all right, all right. So, so let's let's go let's go into your your dive of the opinion here. So you you went to watch this movie, right? Yeah, I would assume so because we have to support the one black movie of the year. So, um, you know, other than Creed three, I might binge the Sinking Creed just to watch Jonathan Majors. You haven't watched the first that. two Creeds, dude. Same here. I haven't watched. I haven't watched like a million things. You guys haven't. Um. Oh, I don't want to hear any shit from you guys. Wait, 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 so we know where his loyalties lie. <laughs> this is Bro. sorry. This is what we call diplomatic immunity, Troy. Don't work on us, dude. It doesn't matter though, because I'm still gonna go see Creed three. Nah, I I seen, said, seen that trailer. That trailer was good. He said Naruto was an influence. So he, he no, never even no, said no. the name right. He said Naruto. <laughs> Keep it real here, dude. That is how it said. In the English dub, some characters. No, it's not. No, it's no, not. It's not. You know, bro, on, you know what's funny? Some the way say bro. it like that. No, <laughs> I don't even want to be that guy. When I hate being that guy. Ever hear listen, any characters listen, say? That. I got. I got to make this point. I got to make this point. A lot of people, a lot of American people, when they watch anime, right in dub, I find it to be the funniest thing ever. When the dub voice actors, I mean, I know there's reading it and saying something without actually knowing how it's pronounced, and then there's having a basis. So when you watch a show dubbed and you know what it's pronounced like the whole time, it 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 just goes over my head. I can't seem to grasp how you could like butcher some of the names. It's not like some like random I'm from Texas countryman looking at the the character be like, is that a Naruto or something like that? No, it's just someone who's like watching the show and they talk like you know as close to what you would consider a more base level English speaking, you know, that anyone can do. Like you go to school and, and 
acting school and crap like that. So, so you have a style of talking, even if you're not like, even if you have an accent, you have like a, enunciation you follow. Your diction's like, you know, there's a standard to it, right? But but to still butcher something when you when you <laughs> had to have heard how it's pronounced, and and even if, if you go with the the Japanese where it's Naruto and you're just like Naruto or you know what to go Naruto with like a D sound at the end and not like the T sound at the very least, I'm like homie, what you doing? You're misrepresenting the population out here. Yeah. Also, like my favorite thing. There's that one video though where that one lady. They're going over like how you pronounce the character's name, and she said Sasuke. That's the only thing that beats Naruto. <laughs> no, dude. My favorite thing about Sasuke is the the French dub. Je m'appelle Sasuke Uchiwa. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting you. That's how. It, like it'll there was a thing Uchiwa. I saw. It like went through like a bunch of different countries' dubs, mm-hmm. and all of them are like fairly normal. America is like Sasuke Uchiha. Oh no, you gotta say like Sasuke. My name's Sasuke Uchiha, and I will finish my clan. It, yeah, it's literally like that quote. And yeah, and, yeah. It it gets to the French. Oh, well, was it was it nighttime? And like, did they show a pan of the moon where he's just standing there, just looking really grungy? No, it's just like a still shot of him from like OG, like oh. before Shippuden. But je m'appelle Sasuke Uchiha. Uchiha. It's like, That's like a chihuahua. It's incredible. It's like, anyways, back to the main it has topic. totally corrupted the way I've pronounced that dude's name. We're, we're totally on 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 the topic here. That Jonathan Majors would say uh, Naruto. We all know that, and that's that's why we have to support this movie. Anyway, just continue. Do you know about what? You never even asked me a question. You're you're talk talk about what your experience with the movie was. <laughs> If there was a question, I can tell you. What movie? Are we still talking about Creed? Nah, Ant-Man. No, no, no. Fuck Ant-Man. Hey, you're about to get spoiled, buddy. I don't give a shit. That's Maybe fine. So stupid. All the time. Can we talk about that first? How they how this movie blatantly ripping off Spy Kids 3? It didn't blatantly rip it off. It just... I can point to... Yeah, well, we call it we call it inspiration. Heavily. Heavily. Influenced. Influence. Yeah, there was, there were some key elements where they were like, you know what? Um, I, I have I have a variety of talking points in, in regards to specific elements of the movie, but uh, Justin, continue. Me, it was I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a few annoying parts in the movie. You know, um, like certain parts came out of nowhere. Like even though it was like set point, it still came out of nowhere because mm-hmm. like. You hear the plan, you see a different plan, and then you see the final plan that you heard. <laughs> so it was kind of it was kind of off for me. But other than that, I enjoyed it. Um, the ending, though, it it was kind of you know, I was hoping for something else. I was hoping for like a uh, we lost instead of a we won, because the director he was stating how he wanted um, to have it to where, like it set up the next few phases. Obviously, yeah. it did because you know they always do reshoots and stuff like that. But if if it was more of an ending where it was like kind of like a like a hit, like you left the theater and you're like, oh, I, I really thought they would have won, but you know, nothing ever really comes towards your liking. Like when I heard, like I heard today that they did reshoots, like literally last, like I think it was like a last couple month. months. 
yeah, maybe last month, and then I was like, we could have gotten the ending that I actually wanted. Well, they, they never clarified what the reshoots were. They could have been as simple as additional photography and uh, just so they can modify the scenes to look different. There, there's nothing saying if it was a reshoot to change it or, or just for visuals. No, but they always do reshoots to change for future plans and stuff like that, which is, which is fine. If they have a story, yeah, line, yeah, re re reshoots is an umbrella term because it's not always the same. Like when people hear reshoots, they always assume changing up the story. That's yeah. technically not the only way it really works. That's just what happens. Conjecture. Strange. Yeah, but either way, Doctor Doctor Strange is one they did talk in you know in heavy means of certain elements being changed. So that's one. Depending on which parts were changed, but they there were reshoots to change the handful. Yeah, fact of the matter is they fucked with Sam Raimi's vision. At the end of the day, I still liked it. Yeah, so did I. Whatever. But... <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a what a what a swell guy, Troy is. What a jokester. Can you imagine how much better it would have been if you, you had just let like one of the fucking OGs of Hollywood just like kind of do his thing? I mean, for the most part. I was like, hey, Mr. Horror Man, tell this story about a witch and a oh. wizard. Like, oh, cool. But he has a hat. Yeah, he has a hat and a magic cape. She wants to kill kids or something. I don't remember. There's kids involved. Children? Kill them. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, cool. And then, like, halfway through, they're like, we need you to add a rubber man and the psychic bald man, and then you're going to kill them. <laughs> What? It's like, I'm telling a wizard story over here. It's like, now you're throwing rubber men at me? I always got to throw rubber men. Oh, then they got the woke Pray, Captain man. America. No, oh, preach, man. Oh, my I God. That. Dude, the, the new South Park, there's like, they make fun of Kanye in one of the episodes, and he starts talking about how Jewish people run Hollywood. So then naturally, everyone starts thinking that Kyle runs Hollywood. Yeah, fair about, yeah. And so fucking Randy Marsh goes to Kyle's house and is literally like sitting there and being like, okay, we tried it. The whole woke, the whole woke thing is not he's, working. He's lobbying to Hollywood. Yeah, and they're both Kyle and his dad are like, what do you think has happened? Like, I'm like, he's like, you guys uh run Hollywood. He's like, no, you fucking <laughs> idiot. And then the, the plot twist at the end is they do run Hollywood in fact. Dude, literally at the end of the episode. Kyle makes like a really good point. And so then someone's like, this little Jewish boy should run Hollywood. And so then this entire room of Hollywood executives is chanting, let the Jew run, let the Jew run. And it fucking goes to credits. Like, I was like, holy fuck. There's so much layers to that. Dude, this the show is like, some. it might not it be tries. as good as it used to be, but like, it's still pretty goddamn funny. So here, here, here are my. What are we talking about? Anyway, <laughs> back to Wasp and the Ant Man, Mania Quantum. Um, I think the thing I, I need to preface one thing first. This is an important preface. People think that the the first few phases of the MCU are are better than what they were. I need to make that point clear because in no right of mind modern day, the way these new properties are treated, would some of the old ones have survived if it was under the same guys? Because, you know, there's there's a handful of movies like Thor the Dark World, right? It's not the lowest rated MCU movie, by no means. It's not even rotten. I don't, I don't, I don't recall. I think it's like 60-something, right? Yeah, we'll never e know. E Eternals is rotten. 
this movie's rotten. Is that rotten? No. So, so does that mean these two movies are are worse than Thor: The Dark World? Yes. That's what you would think. The fact <laughs> of the matter is, I, I think, like, first of all, we both really enjoy Eternals, right? Justin, somewhere in there, but I think it was two, good. We Thinking really, over it, it was it was good. Yeah. But me and Troy were on like the high. We were on like the the abnormality scale of like we really enjoyed this movie. It was like one of the best we we've seen from this side of the story, right? Ant-Man the Wasp is like the equivalent. All right, I need I need opinions here. Which movie did you guys think is better, Iron Man two or Iron Man three? I'd say two. I'd go for two. Two, two probably for the villain. Was Whiplash that good? I think yeah, uh, I enjoyed them. I think they wasted a fucking fantastic having Mickey Rourke was. I enjoy Justin Hammer. Justin Hammer is the villain in the third one, right? No, it was this. No, that's uh, other guy, Aldrin Killian. Aldrich Killian. Oh shit! Whatever. Third one's the one with the kid where he's like, yeah, it's with his his heart's not working right. With Harley. Yeah, yeah, that one was fine. I liked the second one more, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. So so to put in comparison, this is like, because, I mean, we haven't went back to watch Iron Man 3. I think depending on how, like, you know, if if you ignore the, the general backlash the Mandarin twist got from its existence, you know, there's definitely uh, layers to that movie that, you know, outside of like, you know, a directorial choice that if people, as time passes, people eventually forgive because it's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. Once the grand scheme is revealed, certain things change with history, right? So, so Iron Man 3 used to be a very controversial movie, but that's not what Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania is by any means. So, so to put it in comparison, more like an Iron, Iron Man 2 to where it's like, at the time, it's a okay movie, right? And I think if I were to point out any big negative of Ant-Man and the Wasp is that its lack of intense stakes doesn't make it a bad movie. It just doesn't make it a great movie. I don't have many negatives if any, really. It's just, its positives only go so high. So, like, if I were to rate it on, like, a 1 in 10 scale, it'd be, like, a 6, but not because there's so much bad that it goes down. No, it's that there's only so much good that it goes, like, just above a 5. Could be a 7 on, like, the right day. Like, if you really throw in Jonathan Majors to carry it, yes, an arguable 7, but that's, like, a level of forgiveness that's, like, from a person-to-person basis, unless you enjoy every aspect of the movie, and then, which, you're ready to change. But I don't think it's a movie that suffers doing much wrong now with without the way and saying that the people's views of the early MCU is definitely highly skewed because I think this movie is average in the grand scheme of the MCU. Here, here comes the points. Here, here's what people are mainly saying are the bad things. A lot of CGI detracts from a connection to the scene or, or like to certain scenes, like they feel separated, which I always feel like is a weird point because I'm like, it's you know, acting carries a movie because it's already fake. That's that's me personally. I don't know if like practical sets makes a difference for you. Like, I think practical sets are cool. It does. It's the... I don't know if it makes me feel like, oh, I'm no, in it's it any a, different. It's an offshoot of like the Uncanny Valley where like it, when it, your immersion gets broken, we're like, like Modoc. I probably, the first time I saw him in theaters, I probably would have like been like, okay, what the fuck? which then like now i'm not thinking about like the movie i'm thinking or like what the fuck Mm -hmm. where it's the same where you know like if you're playing 
or like people hate the Polar Express because it's like those character models are like almost human, really kind of fucking. Do, do people really feel that way about Polar Express? Oh, no, 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 I'll talk to people. <laughs> my uh, my older sister and sister-in-law cannot stand those that movie. I love that movie. I never like I, I watch it every Christmas. Like they, I, I brought I brought the point because I guess to some people it really does matter, but to like they think it's weird as fuck. But to yeah, me, even if something's like disturbing, I I get over it for like the sake of what I'm watching. It's it doesn't really stick with me. So so I guess it's really just a genuine point where I'm like I I personally can't find it that especially when it's not terrible like compared to other things that I'm just well like, you usually don't ever take off your like dissecting hat mm-hmm. like I feel like there's only been like a handful of times where you've come back talking about something where like your brain clicked off you know and you're literally just like staring at the tv with your eyes rolled back like a fucking dead fish i i guess the only time i really do that is if something does something so appalling like story-wise and i just can't process really what happened like i was watching the 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 first uh, episode of velma the first time and i was just like I just couldn't talk because I just couldn't understand what I was watching. Yeah, you just ha- like jaws open. And, and like I'm trying to process and, and like it's it's coming through but at the same time I'll, I just nothing's calculating right. Yeah, where it's like so I mean from that perspective. But like, is that the yeah. same effect you can get from just something visually seeming off? Well, it's just like the uncanny valley thing where like when something like catches you as being like unnatural or like mm-hmm. so unnatural that like it yanks you out of the moment mm-hmm. which like there are some moments and like i know she hulk got teed off on but like yeah for people who do have that like complaint it was like from like a story perspective it's like i think she hulk's probably a pretty strong show but if someone were to like make that argument where it's like i just couldn't get into it because every time the green girl was on screen she looked like she was somewhere else. Be like, mm-hmm. like I could could see that. It fucking pulls you out every time. Yeah, like some some people, it's purely aesthetic and and like the visual representation. But if that's their, their only complaint, usually it's not like you know the thing that's guiding. Usually it's like a I I refrain from my opinion because I I can't give like a valid argument outside of that. Well, which thing, you know, respectable. It's like uh, everyone's. I think Modoc looks stupid. Like they literally just put a human face onto the thing which like, i mean like he, he looks like from if you were gonna like, make modok this is your options yeah i don't, like you, I, you I don't know what choices they had really you either other do than a, just never showing his face you either do the floating head or you like do like an actual full cg rendering of a very cartoony which like, people would have complained about regardless yeah they would have doing modok like like, like modok i think i think modok's like that one complaint where i'm like you weren't gonna win anyways but so dude, the, you might as well just get it over with, you know. Thing, kind of thing? It's like uh, that's a tough one. It's like and if, the, and, and if they kept the robot, uh, his mask that he puts on, like on the whole time, people have complained about that because it's like you should have just showed us. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like he wouldn't have ended up in any other situation than you had to show him. And, you know. But yeah, no, none of the complaints are like Modok's dialogue was weak or like Modok had bad characterization. It's all just uh, like, that oh. is a complaint. It's like Modoc looks funny. I haven't seen that. Every time I see Modoc on my timeline, it's someone just grilling his fucking appearance. It's a lot of it is that, but there have been people who said he's not like the Modoc I know. And I'm like, I, I don't know. 
I don't think I could take Modoc seriously if he was trying to be serious. I feel like they did the, I think they made the most apt choice to make him essentially comedic relief because this whole aesthetic is just comedic. Like him trying to be serious is the comedic relief. So just lean into the meme of it all. And he was such a meme character. I yeah, mean, if, if people are complaining that like he wasn't serious enough, it's like. I, I've heard people you, say that. I feel like that's so weird. Have you fucking seen the guy? Like, no, maybe maybe it's the cartoon shows. In the cartoon shows, they really lean into him being a meme. And I'm like, that's that makes me like his character. I don't think I could, unless it was a comic to where you can make his look intimidating, which is still like a very situational type thing to work with. I mean, Dude, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know how What's the name. DC villain that's just a brain? Oh, uh, oh, it was on Doom Patrol. Um, yeah, yeah. he's also in uh, Teen Titans. Uh, yeah, you know who I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, yeah, we, we know, we know. It's if you tried to make that oh, guy, his, too, his name is literally Braid. <laughs> is it? No, shit, holy god, oh. <laughs> we could have had it. Yeah, if you make Braid try to brain. be too intimidating, it's gonna be like. Eventually, you're just gonna be like, okay. Yeah, it's a brain. It, it, it's his his container has wheels and it has a skull yeah, like, face to make it look scary, but at the same time, it's push it's the a bitch brain, over. Bro. Yeah, like tilt him. Like, like what are you doing? Fuck <laughs> you. Unplug the motherfucker. Like, he's like a, a Roomba. It's like a really really smart Roomba. Hmm. Yeah, like, with him. The yeah. That's the, technically Grod, though. I was gonna say like Grod. The isn't monkey? that Gorilla Grod? No, wasn't it? Wasn't it in Teen Titans Grob or am I tripping? I'm think I mainly know, like, I'm pulling directly from my memory of Teen Titans, but like, I remember Gorilla Grob. Yeah, it says Grod here. Then who the hell? Wait, hold on. No, there's somebody else. Oh, and Teen Titans. Um, so the one that uh, worth it, maybe in uh, Teen Titans it was Gorilla Grob, but this person, his name is Monsieur Mala. Speaking yeah, Mala. Actually, I read. Oh, oh, oh the, 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 the one that looks like he's with the red uh, beret. Yeah, yeah, the red beret, the, the gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He has a monkey with, with a gun. Shot. Yeah, he has a gun. Yeah. Oh, that's sick! It's like that show on Hulu with the fucking monkey hitman. I think that got canceled though. I think I heard it was getting season two. Maybe yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's not. It's not affiliated with Marvel Tech. Like they're not going to have the Marvel logo on it, but. uh they're making the second season of Pit Monkey. Oh, that's sick. I thought it got canceled. No, it it technically did, if you want the technicality. It only was like last two weeks, three weeks it got announced for a second season. Yeah. Oh, what what a boon. What a boon to the to the me. But uh back back to the point though. Uh I mean Modoc he, he has complaints, which I mean, looks, sure, I, I can give it to people, but I feel like character-wise, when you're taking um, spoilers, because, again, we're talking about the movie, so we're going to spoil it, but when you're taking Darren Cross and you're like, all right, so him ending up in the quantum realm, shrinking, and basically his body being, like, dismorphed and all that stuff. Who the fuck's Darren Cross? Yellow Jacket. The girl? The guy, the guy. in the first movie. He's in this movie? <laughs> That's yeah, Modoc. He's Modoc. No. When when when, no. when 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 Scott no. destroys his machine, he gets sent to the quantum realm when he shrinks down and uh 
you know, disintegrates. He's fucking Modoc, dude. And honestly, it, for, for plot reasons, it makes a lot of sense. And it's definitely more convenient than making a new. And it's not like, and, and it's playing. not like, uh, what's it called? Kang isn't going to be like, well, you're not the original Modoc. He's just going to be like, hey, I have an opportunity to make a Modoc. Yeah. yeah. Like, this universe is Modoc. But, gosh, people, people, people get a lot. People, gosh, I don't want to say this point because it feels like, like I, I, I'm being the anomaly here. But uh, when a movie's goal, in in a sense, is to be like a good time, and it knows that, and it's aware of that, and so it will make jokes. Are you talking about Ant Man or Thor Ragnarok? I'm talking about Ant Man. I, 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 I was being facetious. Yep, I, I'm well aware, but uh, <laughs> it like it. It's doing exactly what I thought it was. I don't, I don't understand people's interpretations of the MCU ever since Thanos got destroyed. Because I was like, all right, so MCU Phase Four isn't, or Phase Five now isn't like, oh, we did Phase Three, so we have to top it with the next phase, and that phase has to top the next phase. No, it's building up from scratch, right? Right. That's that's my assumption, right? Where you're like, all right, just imagine if this was Phase One, but for a new era. It's like when you reboot a comic universe and you're like, all right, we're, we're setting up a new grand story, right? Yeah, I think that's, that's, just... that's how my brain processes it. So when we were going into phase four, I was like, all right, this is a lot of introductory setup and, you know, you're, yeah, they you're just building didn't up the number universe. it one, two, three, or they yeah, just didn't because restart it's... the numbering. Yeah, because you're, you're continuing the narrative in People a sense. lost their fucking mind. So, Brother, so they, I'm like, they need to reintroduce like a whole new team. Yeah, so when I'm like, okay, so this movie isn't going to be like the big, there's a lot of stakes here, big things are going to happen, these are penultimate decisions that change everything. No, it's like, this is this is set-up decisions, this is to, to set the pace going forward. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, so this is going to be a movie, it's going to explain where they're going to go from here, but it's also going to be like an Ant-Man movie, you know, you have a good time and you get out. Because Ant-Man and the Wasp, like, I, I enjoy Ant-Man and the Wasp more than the original Ant-Man, because that's just like, it's such a non-serious movie. It's so enjoyable for for what the plot's given. Dude, I just honestly, think like it, it's just like, like a buddy cop rom com. That's essentially what it is. It's both cool. of the Ant Man one and two, because Ant Man one's kind of like a fun fucking heist, mm-hmm. and it's really enjoyable. Like they are, they have some of the mo- like most rewatchability of any. Yes. Of, like, yes. Like I enjoy the fuck out of. Both Ant Man movies, and yeah, they're they're good watches. Like you don't have to like. Yeah, they're not great. Like, are they my favorite no. Marvel? You, like, you, no. like when it comes out, if you're, oh, wait, that's them, not you're true. like favorite and best are different conversations. Sure, are they sure. the best Marvel movies? No, no. I was like, are they fucking always fun? I was like, yeah, 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 dude. That's like someone coming into One Piece and being like, it's too goofy. I was like, do you know where you're at, sir? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the serious parts later. Take yeah. it easy, Jeep. It was like, you came to Ant-Man, the superhero movie about the guy who shrinks, played by Paul fucking Rudd. And, and that's such a good point. Do you to, know where you're at? Bring the analogy to One Piece, though. Because Jonathan Majors, this serious, intimidating force in this oh. movie... Yeah, he is that serious weight, right? And it's like this is an Ant Man movie, right? Why is your expectation the the Jonathan Majors Kang featurette starring Ant Man 
compared to it's Ant-Man the freaking Wasp and Jonathan Majors, he's gonna he's gonna be there to to be a foil to change up your perception on just how this universe works, right? Now it's it's the opposite. Everyone's like, it's gotta be this level of stakes compared to what we're getting. Now, a lot of the mixed reviews, granted, do come from the fact that because whenever you're saying a movie's like a five or a six, that is that is a line, right? That's basically saying 50 or 60% of people are either gonna be like positive or negative. You're pretty much saying that, and that's how something like Ron Tomatoes works. It's like you're well, that's positive like or negative. Most I have to like explain that to my parents all the time. Cause like people see a percentage and because we're so ingrained from school. Yeah, schools, yeah. So people immediately are like, oh, 60, that's a D. So then they get like, there's the knee-jerk reaction where it's like, blah, 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 blah. I was like, it's not bad. It's actually really good. I was like, no one's mm-hmm. saying it's bad. I'm just saying like 40% of people won't fucking love it. Yeah. So if, if you go on a scale of love or hate, if, if we're going to take this and, uh, you know, go to the fundamentals here, if you're, if you're saying there's a one in two chance, you're either going to like it or hate it, right? 50% on Rotten Tomatoes is basically saying you have a one in two chance to to love it or hate it right? that's if, if you go for the mathematical breakdown it's cheap you know but because you're not taking an actual score like it's not like oh for everyone who loves it it's like 10 out of 10 and everyone hates it it's a zero out of 10 no there's there's obviously numbers in between the scale right that's what rotten tomatoes does not technically account for it does in a, in a minor sense which is what you're getting the positive or the negative the rotten or uh, the, the fresh or the rotten right that's that's what it breaks down to so it's no score is inherently bad unless you were to actually end up with like a zero percent, which means basically saying no one, literally no one, like not even the devil likes you type thing. You know, that's like as bottom of the barrel as you can get. But anything between like a solid 50 to like an 80 could literally be wrong day of the week to where where you end up, right? At least that's how I would break it down. It's it's a wide berth, but I think that's like a fundamental the way an aggregate works and how they score that's what you're going to end up with yeah i just feel like do- people misunderstand like the rotten tomatoes formula i feel like which is why something like i'm to be or metacritic is more like you know accurate yeah e- but e- accurate then, you know i was yeah. gonna say yeah people like i forget what something just came out pretty recently and it just got like review bombed as fuck because it had like a Woman King is the last thing I know really got review bombed like that. That's on Netflix right now. I need to watch that. That cast is fucking stacked. I don't know if there's anything else that I know recently. But you know, like like when it comes down to it, the expectations for the movie I feel like are all over the place, especially for this movie. So when I went into it, I'm like, all right. Oh, I know what it, it was episode three of The Last of Us. Oh, yeah, you guys yeah. are watching that? No, I'm not. But it's uh, so I fucking keep good. Up with the crap. Yeah, I've heard only good things about it, but um, it's really well, good. only mostly good things, with with the exception of obvious, you know, what people say. It's like yeah. when House of the Dragon was coming out, and you're like, yeah, you know. People were pissed about this one episode that was basically just gay up. Like Nick Offerman tends to oh, play. Yeah. <laughs> the only shows I've watched him play gay characters, and like known. Well, I've watched one show, but Brooklyn Nine Nine, and then hearing about this one too, I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> right. He was fucking Holt's ex boyfriend. Yeah, his ex husband. Yeah. Holy shit! I forgot about that with the duck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, he he's a big bear. 
there's like a big bear who is a good ass cook and has like daddy vibes bags himself a fucking man and then it's like up and it's like did you guys watch breaking bad i watched brooklyn there's an episode in breaking bad which is like a really good metric for like the type of person you're talking to because like some people watch that show for like entirely the wrong reason and they're like walter white fuck yeah 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 so like yeah (laughs) there's an episode (laughs) i'm from oklahoma Bro, the fact that I it's know multiple blue. people from Oklahoma and they all have stories about having some knowledge about that, I just find the funniest thing ever. But that's besides the point. Roll Sooners. But, dude, the fucking... There's an episode called The Fly. And it's about a fly getting in the meth lab. Mm-hmm. And Walter White spends 50 minutes trying to deal with this fly. He's not cooking meth. He's not big-legging people. He's not being a badass. Yeah. He's failing for 50 minutes of trying to kill a fly. It's like one of the best episodes. I, I, I had that series. happen in my reality when I was younger. Me and my but brother dude, stayed up all night because a fly would not get out of the room. There are people who hate that episode. It's like the most highly critically rated episode, but there's like mm-hmm. a contingent of fans who are like, fuck this episode. And then it's just like, I think you're into Walter White for the wrong reasons, bro. And it's like the same shit where you're just like, dude, um, I don't know if you're like, it's like, did you watch American Psycho? Like, were you rooting for Patrick Bateman the whole time? <laughs> fucking weirdo. <laughs> uh, Man, this castle fucking slaps, bro. You know, I thought he was going to continue his point, but I, <laughs> I was um, like, dang, he's making an intense stare. I'm building a castle. What was I talking about? You were you were talking about the demographic that uh, things are aimed towards and uh, the response it gets. Oh yeah, like no, know where the fuck you're showing up to, bro. But here's the thing: I, I think the only point that I can make to defend the the counter argument really is that the MCU has set up. It, I, I say this sparingly. The MCU has put itself in a position where this is like they ex, people expect. A, a very high standard, right? Granted, to to go to my point for that, again... I was just going to say, that's a, that's a fucking weird... That is so delusional, yeah, and that it's... would mean that you'd have to believe everything before outside of Captain Marvel, because I know how the rest of the world hates that movie. That movie's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just multiple characters in the same... Multiple versions of the same character. Listen, no one understands that. that, that clear, clearly, you you you've touched on the point that that makes the movie bad. A woman can only be a woman, nothing more. Also, and, that I know this is like a total apropos of nothing. Side note: that has like my favorite scene in any Marvel movie when she looks out and sees her daughter playing with herself. Bro, that's such a good freaking scene, bro. That, that guy was menaced, like legit. Honestly, fire Wow, that is fucking terrifying. Her, her face? Anyway. Yeah, that was good good acting, too. She's like... To, to, get, to get to the serious point here, you, you're making me want to talk about this, too. <laughs> I'm just like... Mm-hmm. Anyway. I, I hate to call out the idea of revisionist history or anything like that. I mean, by hate, I mean I find it annoying and redundant to do it. But it needs to be done because I think a lot of what culture lacks is the repetition of pointing out very obvious uh, 
fallacies that people tend to make or inconsistencies, right? And so when you're, when you're constantly trudging through life and no one's calling you out for your crap, you know, obviously it doesn't exist because you're not being called out for something. So therefore the lack of being called out means there's no issue, right? But, but to say that every movie that you watched before was like better than some of this stuff, like I, I can understand liking something more or less, but when your quality of standard is to say something like Dark World is better than some of the things been put out, man. And and maybe I'm over, like, listen, I know there's good points in Dark World, but that is a messy movie, right? Just throw it through, right? It, it hinges on the fact that Loki carries every, him and, and Freya carry any bit of the movie they can. Because that is, that is Chris Hemsworth. That is, that is his worst outing as Thor. And I don't even like his, his outing in the, the first Avengers, because Shakespearean Thor is kind of whack, you know? I like Shakespearean Thor in the first Thor. That's that's why I didn't call it out, because it kind of yeah, works. I but love him in the, in the other shop stuff. When he fucking spikes the mug. It's like, this is another. Another. Yeah. Like, dude, that. Like, the, the contrast the first time works, but in the other settings, I feel like it's jarring. And that's, that's why I can't enjoy it. But, and, and there's other movies I could bring up to point but even even something here, here's like one of those points i know people really love the first guardians i think the first guardians is really good i think the story for the second guardian second guardians movie has like a lot of impact and and it's this weird argument that people say that like comedic moments you know kill things but like when the whole walkman scene that his mother gave him when he said you you broke my walkman and people are like oh you took me out of the moment i'm like i feel like you're missing the point it's it's kind of like what what the ant-man movie does in a way at certain scenes where it's like no no there's there's like there's built up lore behind this joke don't discredit a joke because it's a joke understand its layers peel the onion please not every joke is just there to exist writers are not as stupid as you say they are believe me I make fun of bad writing when something yeah, like, is very, uh, like, very odd. Like, listen, this is this is why I have to respect Velma. As much as I hate it to so many degrees, the respectable part of the effort it makes is an enjoyable aspect. The fact that you can write this up and it all cohesively fits together is really impressive because it it sucks. It sucks in such a beautiful way. <laughs> it's it's a masterclass sucker. Like. Honestly, listen, here's a metaphor that I don't personally uh, adhere to, but people might say it's it's like when you get a, a, a blowjob from a girl, right? And you're like, dang, she's really good, but she has nothing else going for her. You know, she is a pro sucker and that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else in my house is saying that metaphor because I really, that's not one I could personally use, but it's really fitting for this argument. So I have to, but she's that's a a better face everything is hot but you know, face. And, and so like you know there there the points i can call for ant-man that it really detracts from is bill murray's character kind of sucks he's, he's not needed you could take him out nothing changes it's it's not like for it's it's a weak attempt to set up the threat of kang really kang alone carries himself he didn't need that he carries himself well beyond what that does whatever detraction that would have done he he destroyed that he negated it and then doubled up, right? That's, that's how good Jonathan Majors carried himself. So he didn't need that. And then there's a few jokes it tries to throw in. So, you know, fine, whatever. They, they don't detract, they don't do anything. But the, the, the one part of the movie that I think is its weakness is the fact that the quantum realm and the, the threat established on the people who live there is not explored enough. And 
like the the female lead who is in charge of the resistance essentially is really flat she she lacks a personality like it's like hey you're playing this resistance leader and so she was like okay i'm just gonna play like i don't have personality and i lead people you know like that trope people make up to to roast female superheroes right where it's like she lacks personality no 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 she lacks personality i promise you like i i i promise Listen, if you if you didn't believe me because I like Captain Marvel, like no, 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 she lacks personality. That's not intentional. That's just lacking personality. But um, you know that's that's one of the, the weak points. And they had time they could have put into exploring the threat these people are facing. Because part of the story is Cassie Lane, right? She wants to help people. You know, she she's in jail in the start of the movie because she's helping at a protest, right? And she shrunk a cop car. So, so you get a, a, a slight fleshing out of her character to see why she wants to help these people under there and what makes her push her father to help those people. Because obviously after being an Avenger, he didn't do the same thing. He like, like in his eyes, you know, being Avengers fighting the bad guy, not helping the little person or those, you know, in trouble, even though that's his whole shtick. That's like the commentary of the movie is he's the little man and he doesn't look out for the little man, right? It, it's clever, right? It it makes sense, but but if you're not looking at it like that, then it's it's never gonna never gonna click, right? And so she's teaching her father that lesson in in the movie, but they don't have I I should say they don't best utilize the time that's given, and that's why I can't give it like a higher score because I don't think it's bad inherently because a lot of movies make the same mistake, right? And it's weird to just call out this movie compared to a billion other movies that can do the same thing, right? Which is why I don't. But you know, if they did utilize that that tool better, it would have been an arguably better movie, more stakes, or or just the better storytelling behind it. So you, you take those aspects out of it, and so you have the movie in its bare bones. Janet, um, Jan Van Dyne, you know, Hope's mother. She she has a secret. She she's the reason why King is alive and thriving. Right? She's essentially the creator of this menace because he got exiled from the other kings basically left in the quantum realm to die and in her trying to get back home she helps us she helps save him but she doesn't help him fully because she betrays him and makes him stuck in the quantum realm because she finds out he's pretty much just planning to destroy all the worlds except her because she was so nice enough to help him right and so it's the hero's sacrifice she made the risk of you know herself versus you know the the vast multitudes of worlds and people right following along the story here mm -hmm. and so it is funny because this does bring up a point where a lot of people got mad of a plot point that I didn't even think was set up for the movie, but people assume so, was that Ant-Man, uh, Scott, was going to help Kang because he wanted more time with his daughter versus anything else, which, again, I'm not a parent, so I can't necessarily say a valid opinion on that per se, and it probably varies. But in my mind, I'm like, he's still a superhero and he has the present, right? So he can just live in the present and make up for what... Like, you're not making up for what's lost. It doesn't exist, right? Yeah, like, Wanda's... Conceptually speaking... Wanda's kids are in an entirely different universe. Yeah. You, the argument more so is Wanda's insane because she took something that didn't exist and she's trying yeah. to make it something. Yeah. That's like, what makes her seem like the bad person. His daughter's if right Ant-Man did the same thing to ask for time that didn't exist... Five years? You're talking five years. Like, I get it's a lot of time, but if you're... if he would be just as bad as a person technically, right? Because you're basically making a devil's bargain over a reality that doesn't exist. Yeah, that's like, like your he's, kid he's a white dude, so that's different. It's like your kid went to, you know, 
college, like with a boarding like, school and yeah, then came back and you're like, oh, I missed all this freaking time. Like, yeah, and I was like, bro, um, I mean, shit, like, kind of. Like, I'm like, hairstyle. Like, bro, she looks like a different person from this and Avengers Endgame, like. Oh, I guess that's true. Man. She was like a little kid. No, no. She was a different actor <laughs> after Endgame. They got a different actress? Yeah, it used to be Emma Furman, and it switched to Catherine Newton. I heard Catherine Newton didn't do a very good job. Well, I thought she, I've seen people complain about her. I thought she was great in the role. I, I think their complaints are really stupid from the specific ones I've seen. I just, yeah, people have said she's... I like, don't I don't think you'll have an issue with her. I was like... She has a lot of personality. I, it, I mean, it's, like... It's the normal I, the female superhero... Well, dude, the cast thing. and Ant-Man's, like, fucking stacked. Like, They're enjoying... Bro... I really enjoyed Michael Douglas in this movie. Like, they leaned into the weirdness of, like, his character, and I would have loved more time with him. But he plays it so enjoyable. He's, like, so laid back and chill. But dude, yeah, think about You got Michael Douglas, fucking Paul Rudd. Michelle Pfeiffer, Paul Rudd, you know. Um, what's her name? Jonathan Majors. Yeah, Jonathan Majors, Evangeline Lilly. Like, bro, these aren't, like, no nothing people. So if it's, like, she's the weakest link, I was like, yeah, no shit. She's got the least experience against a bunch of fucking crazy talented. Yeah, I, I, no, it's. I think I I've seen a lot of complaints that I perceive more akin to the she's a female superhero and therefore I can't like what she's doing type thing. Now, obviously, I'm making assumptions here, but I don't think they're invalid based on the specific. Like, there's people who probably have a better argument where I could be like, that's valid. But when I hear those people, I will validate their criticisms. I, I saw, I saw someone talking about her dialogue, and then I yeah, was like, her her dialogue specific. She has some dialogue, like it works for a young character. Some of her dialogue's a stretch, but there's some of them, like there's a citrus joke, which is a callback to freaking Civil War, which I'm like, okay, clever, right? You're, if you're gonna make a joke, you know, put layers into it. Why not? There's the dick dick joke she makes with uh, Modoc, which is honestly super funny. It's a good dick joke. I respect the balls they had for that one in a Marvel movie because usually that type of joke is like, that's too childish. I know people say the MCU is childish, but like a dick joke is like, that's childish, right? But no, it's a good dick joke, especially for the fact that Modoc, because Darren Cross's head is shaved, I either think of him as a thumb or a, or a stinking just penis head, you know? Mm-hmm. It's fitting. So, so bro, I, I really like the joke. It was freaking hilarious. Yeah, dude, and also like... But if there was a big complaint, it would be her dialogue compared i think it could have been well the key enhanced. thing about like dialogue is like that's not her it's like if the delivery was off then that's a problem that she needs to work no on. i i think her delivery was consistent and it fit the yeah. character that she was if building. the fucking unless she was in the writer's room she was like sitting at the laptop and being like all right here's the line i need to say yeah, she's like, can I get some yeah, that's, 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 my trailer? Was. I, there, there was dialogue where I was like, this is, you know, you know, but whatever. It's the character you're going for, and you're not straying from it, and you're not doing it bad. So that's so I was I enjoyed her character because she she did that character well, even if it's like it's really fun. There is hmm, I feel like I could just call out people because bro, I'm gonna become a Belma defender at some point. Because the arguments people use to criticize like TV shows more and more, there's a bubble, right? The bubble used to be a much bigger, wider bubble to where a bunch of smaller bubbles fit in. 
all those bubbles are popping on the inside. It's all just becoming one bubble. That's that's what we're getting to with when it comes to criticisms of certain things. It's Dude, all yeah, like, one bubble. Like, it's really bugging me because I like I want to validate like, yeah, criticisms. Broad brushstrokes where you're like, well, that doesn't like half of what you said doesn't apply to me. But like now but, someone but, would be like painting your broad brushstrokes like, and you're like, yep. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like I want to validate the criticism, but the argument behind the basis of the criticism is the same as, as like every other bad argument. I need, if I believe in a good argument, I use arguments that, you know, if I'm going to make that point, I got to believe in, I got to like, I got to build that sucker up. I got to make it valid. Right. I don't just say it just because I can, because I feel like that's redundant half the time. Right. If you can't defend an argument, what are you arguing for? If, if it's not your opinion, why are you, vocalizing it right that to me that's backwards you know in, in a lot of senses so there's criticism like i'm saying like there there's certain writing choices that uh, the movie the plot is very based it is like watching spy kids three you know it in a sense does feel like that but that to me doesn't make it bad per se it just doesn't make it great right that's the difference now if you were to say it's not enjoyable because of that i can validate that opinion right because that's a personal opinion on where your enjoyability comes from but to call it bad because of that it's it's like saying a generic trope right you use a trope in something and then if you use it in something else it's therefore bad like i i can't succumb to that you know level of thinking because no dude that's sense. like there's like a subreddit for writing and it's really actually like kind of exhausting because mm-hmm. people will come in and ask questions where it's like, is it okay to use this trope? What tropes are too played out in whatever genre? Like, can you use a trope in this? It's like, the answer to anything you're asking is yes. You can use any trope yeah, you cause, want, cause always. People, people want things how, to be so different. They always want to change the game, but that's not yeah. like how reality it's, works. No, it's literally like how, it's all about execution. Where yeah, it's, it's, like, it's the argument. Everything's been done, but it's how you do it, right? Yeah, so it's like, Dude, if you want to do a fucking trope or whatever, like knock yourself out. If yeah, you, exactly. If and you I do think... it exactly the way you've seen it done a thousand times, so it's like, well, that's fucked up. If you flip it on its head, and people will be like, oh shit. And that's that's the best way to describe Amen. Amen, the Wasp Quantumania is a trope of like that, like penultimate superhero movie where it's like, all right, dude, you start off, you you create the issue you dive into the issue and what sets off the, the hero's, you know, jumping point. You go through how they get through, you know, any setbacks, any any buildups, you know, you go through it all. The standout from that is Jonathan Majors. It is his character, his purpose, his being, and how he chooses to seek what he's doing. That That is the difference in the execution. He is that, like, focal point where it's like, we're taking this basic premise, but we're going to Jonathan Majors it up. And that's what makes it a movie that I can watch again, right? And it is enjoyable. Like every other Ant-Man movie, it is enjoyable. I can see myself watching it again. You know, if I'm with a couple people and I'm just like, hey, let's watch this. I will laugh at the same jokes probably. I will have a good time. Nothing's going to change. I'm not going to get out of it and be like, wow, this is a 10 out of 10 movie. It didn't happen the first time. It didn't happen for any other Ant-Man movies, right? But I will finish it and be like, it's a good movie. Because at the end of the day, if I'm going to recommend a movie, it's not me being like, oh, I only recommend 8 out of 10s to 10 out of 10s. No, I'm going to recommend what's enjoyable. It's like I, with all the anime I watch, right? If if I think something's enjoyable, whether it's a 5 out of 10 to a 10 out of 10, I can recommend it, right? And if someone's yeah, personality matches it, 
It can be a one out of ten. I can recommend it to you. I've recommended shit that I like don't consider to be like fantastic. Good. Like I, I recommend things I hate because the right I've person recommended asks. Naruto to people to a certain person because they literally were like they told me they're like never watched anime, mm-hmm. but they wanted to watch something that was like cool and had cool fights and he specifically mentioned ninjas so i was like dude there's literally a show about a young ninja who wants to become like the strongest ninja in the region he was like oh shit what's it called i was like it's called naruto (laughs) he was like oh fuck yeah but yeah i mean like literally i shit on that show constantly yeah like like what what it comes down to is i can still talk about things i like i like from the series i hate what Shippuden does for the grand narrative that's there and like the themes that are set up but at the same time there's still enjoyable moments in that final arc like I'm, I'm not gonna knock it uh thinking Kakashi versus Obito fire great storytelling the parallels between their childhood to adulthood the, the visual yeah, storytelling and it's awesome like beautiful that, so good matches that yeah the childhood fight Kaguya Otsutsuki trash terrible but never need to see it again right so so that's the thing like I don't know. Society has gotten to the point where it's like it's either a love or a hate. It's either a good or a bad. And so, you know, therefore it's not good, it's bad. So it, it's a weird point, but maybe I say maybe I'm generalizing too much. It's not even the fact that I'm generalizing. I'm just generalizing what's being generalized. But to get off of that infinite sinking death mill, was it it's the the ant or is it a death spiral for, for the ants that when you follow the scent of one, you just keep going until you die? um i think so it's death spiral or death mill or something like that but uh the kitchen that's that's kind of that's kind of the argument that's being made like i'm not going to get anywhere until it's a dead point if if i keep bringing it up but um ultimately ultimately i'll say the positives of the the movie jonathan major's big positive i think paul rudd does a really good job i think there's points of the movie that they could have explained more and it would have definitely been better for some of the good scenes are really good from like uh mind-boggling like weird perspective but i don't think it does anything exceptionally weird like i heard people compared to star wars i don't think it ultimately compares to like the flair that star wars star wars has or like like the the feel that star wars has you know and to me it doesn't really come down to sets as much as like the characters in the region i i don't feel like they have as much personality or presence like like when you have um anything with like on solo and the world he's in right I mean, the, the practical sets do make a difference in, like, a setting that you could feel is lived in, but the characters that he's around, the aliens, right, whoever he sees around, they're so different and unique compared to who he is, right? That's what makes me feel like it's more lived in. It's just the, the broad personalities and scopes that you can cling on to, at least personally, more compared to, like, the visual essence of a set. Did you but, really just say cling on in, in like, Star Wars, Star Wars Star Trek? conversation? Yeah. Bro? I'm going to lose my shit, bro. Gonna, gonna lose your your mind. Gonna lose my fucking cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's there's just aspects, and um, like I said, Modok is definitely comedic relief. And if you're not gonna like that, I I can't do anything for you. I think he's pretty funny. Like I actually like for what they did with him, I enjoyed it. Like personally, didn't have an issue with it. I, I, I don't think, think I think he looks weird, but like he, he looks weird, but like I think it adds to the humor of it all. Yeah, like, that's the thing, where it's just, like, um, if, the, if they chose to introduce him in Ant-Man for a reason, you know, because it's Ant-Man. Like, like, if he showed up in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, 
That's a different character, bro. That's a different character. That's a that's a that's a murderer. He is like the the acronym, you know. Yeah, dude. Like fully, it's like very weird to me where people. What was it mechanical organism designed only for killing? I think that's what it stands for. Something like that. Is that what he actually means? I'm pretty sure. Shit, I was not. I did not know that. Yeah. It's something along those lines, but. You know, if it was a different movie, you know, a different Modoc could be expected, but... Well, dude, it's just like... It's like what you were saying earlier, where it's like, bro, it's just Ant-Man. Like, maybe maybe I'm the one underselling Ant-Man. Maybe, maybe that's what it comes down to. Maybe Ant-Man is, like, such a grand hero that we should all aspire to. It could be that. Yeah, just fucking Mr. Gravitas exchanging his burrito with the Hulk, and everyone's like, oh my god. No. He's goofy. He's Paul Red. He fangirls over the people on his own team. Like, that's the character you just came to see. He eats orange slices after a fight, you know? Like, yeah, dude. On, like, it's literally it's the weirdest shit where people are like, Modoc looks weird or fucking takes... No, the movie sucks. Hmm. Now, to not not it's dive like, into... No, to not dive into all the plot points, though... Because it's, it's not like anything special outside of the plot in terms of anything beyond Kang. And even Kang's story, like, it's something that could be told in a different lens. And, you know, obviously it exists somewhere in media. But Michelle Pfeiffer, she's definitely more of a presence because of the, her plot that she's been keeping the secret. So she has more of a role. She does a good job. I really like the weirdness they do with Michael Douglas because <laughs> I want to spoil it, but the way... The true reason why Kang is defeated, the, the real reason, is got to be like the most... I don't know if Justin had an issue with that one. Now, I, I'd be interested to know how he felt about the how Kang was resolved. And he's probably dead, to be honest, but who knows? He should have ran through that fucking portal. He And it wasn't even like... And the crazy thing about it, it wasn't even like, oh, I'm going to kill you before I run into it. He was just like, I like, he was just like, I got to get them fuck out of here he was booking it bro but, but but think of it this way bro imagine the hit on your pride if this scrawny white dude bro stood up to you and you let him slide how, how does your and, pride and, feel and it wasn't even about that like he was like i'll like i'll beat you up a little bit i'm not gonna kill you but i like the portal is right there like you're down enough imagine like being that type of villain because like Mostly any kind of villain will kill you first and then be like, okay, now I'm going to go through the portal. No, he was like... I mean, he, he was trying he was to like, kill I, him, to He fair. was like, I got priorities. Like, I just need to knock you down, like, long enough so I can, like, just get out of here. So so, so going back to it. So explain, because you did mention earlier, what, what is the specific grievance? Is it that he didn't escape or is it that he, he got stopped? Either that he didn't escape or the way because the way the way Ant-Man like it could it could have went even further than that. He, he literally said, like, you don't have to win. We both just have to lose. Mm-hmm. That would have been perfect. Damn. Now, dude, to be fair, like, <laughs> I thought for, for the briefest moment, I was like, they're going to kill him, bro. They're actually going to kill him. But I was gonna. I was like, "That's too weird. That's that's too out of left field." I feel like that's like defeating the purpose of this movie. After that quote, don't you think it would have been like, "Yeah, they both had to lose." That would have been like, "Yeah." Honestly, though, after after what happened, I was like, "Okay, he'll probably just get stuck there." 
you know? And I, I guess I would be fine with that because you could just do what you did with the, I, it, it might've been redundant and repetitive to put him in the same situation because then he would have been able to escape again. And it no, but he, had, this time he had the ants, you know, they have a big civilization. Yeah, I, I was like, like I was like, war going no, on. Yeah, the, the problem is there wouldn't have been as much weight because, I mean, think about how they got in there in the first place. There was people able to do what he couldn't do five years ago. They could do it in like a matter of days, weeks. So I understand rushing that point because you would have gotten there eventually. If there was time, then you would have to make a post-credit scene to basically give a reason for them being there longer. And if there was nothing, people would complain about it. So really what it comes down to is you either, you know, if, if he stops Kang and your choices are to kill him or, or to not kill him, I, I think that's your luck because... I don't, I don't know what insane maniac thinks that a villain like that makes it out of the movie without getting stopped. I think that's a little backwards, unless it's like, I don't know, maybe it would be called like Avengers Infinity War, you know, where it's like, oh yeah, here's this part one of this, this two-parter, and then you're like, oh, that makes sense why the villain's still around. No, this is, this is like a, a finite movie, you know, and guess what? Well, if a- we're going to talk about that, I do have a grievance with Thanos. As okay. Character bring out the purple anus so fucking i think it's like a very weird decision on their part mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to kill the thanos the the thanos that has a connection to the avengers they killed him mm-hmm. the first fucking two minutes of the movie yeah and an entirely different thanos shows up doesn't know these motherfuckers they even make a comment about it they like, do I don't know yeah. who you are you took everything it's like, bitch, who is you? It's like, okay, like, what the fuck? Like, that's the weirdest stakes where they were just like, actually, no. Yeah, see, that's that's like the type of valid criticism I, I can I can see. I, I think that's weird. I th- I think the explanation is obviously the threat more so than than the character himself, especially because he is inevitable. Especially because when you take Thanos, right, it's not like when he's whooping their butt the first time he has a connection. It's just a connection on the pretense that he's existed being built up in all these movies. Constantly. Well, he did so, know he did know Stark. Like, you know, loosely, burdened with knowledge. Yeah, it, it, it's not like in, in the grand sense because the... And I think he only got semi-familiar with the Asgardians. Yeah, recently. that's... I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. 20... Was it 2014? Whatever, whatever year Thanos. I think it was 2014. I, I don't know. I'm trying to pin years to this. It was whatever, five years, right? Five years. I think he had went to get the glove made by then. Yeah, I think I think he went. I think he was at least familiar with uh, what's his face, uh, who made the uh, gauntlet and uh, Thor's hammer. Oh, that's right. Uh, Peter Dinklage's guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I think there was aspects he was familiar with. Like in the in the grand scheme, but like most characters, I mean, the important ones was essentially Gamora and uh, and um, Nebula because those are his daughters. So in that sense, you have now. Granted, he didn't have many interactions with them, so basically, it doesn't matter at that point. But what it comes down to is ultimately, I don't think it makes a big enough difference to where you can hinge too much on it. But it could have made more of a difference because of certain scenes. But also the line, I don't even know who you are to Wanda, is pretty disrespectful, you know, all in all. I mean, he's pretty boss. Yeah, you know, that's, that's like pimping out there, bro. You're just like, 
oh, you're just a hoe, you know, like just a hoe, not the hoe. Yeah, was he supposed to lie to her though? Like, no, 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 he's, he's a straight guy. He's honest. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I, I, we've never met, ma'am. Who are you? Okay. But uh, going, Thanos, Thanos had this big climactic way of getting defeated. The way Kang got defeated in this movie, if defeat is the term you want to use, that's the cuffs. No. <laughs> Let's let's take it a step back. The biggest thing that stops him is the army of super sentient genius ants. Taking years that, to build that. Thousand up. year, thousand years. But to, to specify, if if I ever unlock the potentially awful fear, it is from this movie at the notion of an army of ants ripping my skin piece by piece. Dude, I think I've talked to you guys about it. Whereas like. Ants specifically, and also spiders and bees. But I, like, I always talk about ants. I'm like, if they were just, like, you see, you see the the, the fucking size of this dude. Well, I'm if they were to cover that by itself, that's like thousands upon thousands of ants. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, if an ant was this big, oh, that's gonna be terrifying. I wouldn't mess with an ant. Like, yeah, it would pick me up. No, they were all bigger than Jonathan Majors in the movie. They were Sounds... like they were like car size. It started Dude, terrifying. That's just like a dinosaur. Like, that's very that's a very yes. rational thing. I'm saying I think if ants were like the size of like your fist, like a baseball, they would take over the planet. They would. And and they basically destroy all of Kane's army and they don't kill him. He he does survive. They pretty much destroy all of his armor and tech, you know, which is why he has to go fisticuffs. So then he goes fisticuffs with uh and in no way shape or form is scott making any headway on him he's landing a few punches but bro when my guy rips off his sleeve and his bicep is like two scots i was like well you know you're screwed and he does he whoops him he whoops him so bad he whoops him so terribly bad until sinking hope gets in there she cheats by shooting like it's basically taking a gun to a fist fight you know she uses her blasters and they knock him into the anachronism which basically seals him so it's not even it's not even technically that he's dead per se, but he's at least sealed in this temporal prison that arguably the 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 question is he's got like destroyed and like it's like when time and space hold on you in the black hole and basically you can't exist. But with an anachronism of time, you assume that basically you don't exist at any point of time. So but it's not like you can't escape, but it's not like they say that that's too sciencey and thinky that if they were to bring him back, people would be like, that's a thinking, you know. But, but I think that if they did, Dude, it would make sense to me because, you know, I'm paying attention. What's the character's name? This is like a deep poll, but it's just a dude. It's like a noun. It's like he's Death's brother. His Death is a girl. Thanos loved Death in the comics, but Death has like siblings, you know, that were like also. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's one of them who literally lives outside of time. It's the dude who he basically like encapsulates the void. Like that's what he represents. Is like yeah, nothingness. I, I think I know what you're talking about. In there's eternity, infinity, oblivion, life. Oblivion life. is who I'm talking about. But any of these people. Yeah. Like, isn't that sound like he's chilling with oblivion? Like, in oblivion's world. Not granted, he could be not like that's a point people are like I've seen people be mad about. Is like he's he was killed or stopped and i'm like okay the post-credit scene again spoilers if you hadn't realized shows 
Now, this is the king, I assume, is like one of the strongest because obviously you're getting exiled, right? So there's a point to make. He's one of the strongest YZB. I mean, you know, other people were getting vaporized, but Ant-Man wasn't. I think the argument is that there's quantum technology, you know? I don't know. Is that why people thought it was like plot armor? Sure, plot No, I, I, have, I actually have no clue what people made. But, you know, whatever. Ant-Man wasn't getting vaporized in time and space, you know, but I could argue that the technology that they've been working on for so long might have something to do with it. But that that might be being too forgiving to the story, right? And then it's yeah, the tech that got them to the quantum realm. Now, maybe, maybe it's a big plot hole. I don't know. I don't know how plot holes work. It's something that you're mad about, right? That's, that's what a plot hole is when you don't like it. So you therefore say it doesn't make sense? Yeah, it's justification. Yeah. I feel like if I feel like if you wanted to, there's probably better plot holes that could be called out in this movie, but no. beyond that, so lost my point, man. Talking about plot holes is like my vein. <laughs> That's like it'll throw me off at any point. Got oh, we're talking about oblivion. Yeah, we're talking about oblivion and uh so with they the, the post-credit scene is pretty much ripped out of the comics comics. They show Ramatut, they show uh uh Immortus, they show Scarlet Centurion, right? And they basically show the Legion of Kang. That's what they do. They show all the freaking Kangs they can. Basically to say, he's not done, right? He's not done. There is more. So is that is that too unsatisfying to defeat one Kang and basically say, hey, there's like a thousand more. You thought you won. You really didn't. And, and that Kang's premise, the whole movie is to say, I was exiled, but... I want to bring order, right? His goal is to bring order because they want to have fun. They want to run amok. They want to turn things upside down. He does the the super, you know, like intimidating bad guy type posturing, but also his posturing is because, hey, things need order. So I will be order. They are, we're chaos. So what's more scary, you know, Uh, an iron fist that is order or like a relentless chaos, you know? Obviously, chaos doesn't like order. Order gets exiled, and so you're left with chaos because now order's been captured or killed, as some people think. I think now, granted, to have a post-credit scene is like maybe one argument you can make to where it's like, oh, I didn't watch it. No, yada yada yada. You should be like I said, Marvel's been a thing that's been doing this already. Like there should be expectations of what you're. But whatever, it's it's a fair point. It's not the 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 first birth of the movie, right? So you know, some validity there. But to say that him getting defeated there is like a bad move, I don't know. I think it's basically saying expect worse because he basically said, at least I have standards, you know? Dude, I don't know. Well, I mean, I haven't seen it, so I definitely don't know. But like, you got him and Loki, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that second post-credit scene, bro. I buy with that sucker. But, like, Loki literally is just, like, or at least in that scene with Jonathan Majors, <clears throat> the version of Kang they're talking to isn't even Kang. It's, no. like, they call that's him a he, different That's Kang. he who remains. Yeah. So it's, like, dude, they're making, they're going out of their way to, like, introduce bro, you bro, to the I've, nice Kangs. I've seen people say that Kang is too, like, the other personalities are too too wacky or like oh, he's doing too much or something i'm like first of all if you're gonna play that many of the same character and you're not differentiating i have a problem mm-hmm. i personally don't have like if they're casting in that role and you can't do the decency to play like every iteration you can think of for that character bro then you're not acting first of all right but second of all 
a homie brings so much life, so much good life to basically say, these guys are so different, and you can see their different mentalities from the way he acts. And how many times did he have to shoot, like, each scene Mm. of him just, like, at the ending? Listen, people can say say what they want. Like, if you don't like the movie, fine. You probably have, you might have a good point. But if you say Jonathan Majors was bad or he was goofy, bro, do you know who Kang is? This sucker is an entitled, spoiled brat from the future who just wants to finagle with time, bro. It's a comic book character. It's a comic book villain, bro. It's, it's not if, even real. It's if Booster Gold was a bad guy. Yes. Isn't, it, isn't, it, isn't he like a super mutant? Mm-mm, he's just a human. Okay. Really? Yeah. There might be iterations of Kang where he's a mutant, but for the most part, I think he's just, he's uh, Nathaniel Richards. Uh, yeah, just a human. You know, he's a relative of Reed, you know, down the line. Technology for out the wazoo. Reed Richards? So he's not, he's got no problem. I don't know. I don't know if he has a mutant. I know Franklin. I thought... he freaking, but. No, Franklin isn't a mutant. Franklin's the fucking crazy strong, like, creates universes. That's his son. Yeah, that's his son. He's freaking a unit and a half, bro. Franklin has a mutation. That's who I was. It's not a mutation. Um, he's got the tism. Pretty good lick of it. Trying to see Kang. Is Kang a mutant? Spider Man is te- technically a mutant. He had the X gene. No. Yeah, he's he not a mutant. Human, human, or an alien. Yeah, Kang is. Kang is just pure human. But um. What's the point that you were bringing up by saying is King of Mute? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yes, I was saying that. Oh, okay, no, he's he's a regular guy. You're asking me if I had a point. I I, I guess we should have responded faster because maybe you would remember. Because I feel like I had something to say to your point, but now that I don't remember what your point is, I don't have anything to say. I don't even. I don't. I don't I'm not positive there was one. Maybe not. I feel like that's giving me a but, lot of credit. But he's just a regular dude, you know. But to, to bring the life to that character, he's a regular guy. But to bring the life to the character and just give all those different inflections and different like realities and just put them in front of you, bro. So respectable. I, I don't know how people could say anything bad about God. My guy put his balls on the stinking camera and said, "Look at me." Respectable. You gotta respect the when someone just pulls out their pulls out hog and just like you know what it's hog season baby yeah and he crushes it bro he crushes it there's no you know your hogage kills it if if for any reason if 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 you're on the fence i don't care if you just want to watch a darn good performance of like hey this guy's gonna be the next big bad jonathan majors king that's it bro him in the trailer for creed 3 bro when i saw that sucker i was like bro he's gonna die bro freaking in a way michael b's making out of this sucker my guys fight with boulders. It's like it's like that image of like when Chris Chris Hemsworth uh, was doing the set training for Thor: Love and Thunder, and his arm is like you know you, do you remember the image? His arm is like sinking just yeah, it's a tree mon- trunk monstrosity. It was inhumanly large. It was scary. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, are you okay? Yeah, that's when I saw Jonathan Majors in, in the the trailer. I was like, bro, you're way too big. I, why would someone want to fight you on purpose? Like, I don't I don't get it. Dude, have you did you watch any of the old Rockies? Yeah, long ago, but I did 
Fuck Maybe me. not the last one, but I've watched at least the first four. Like, well, yeah, I guess Drago's the point of Drago is that he's like he's too manufactured, super strength. like he's just a superhuman, you know. But yeah, like uh, fuck Apollo Creed's the from one and two. What is Mister T's character's name? Oh gosh, bro, I'm a bad motherfucker. Um. Damn it, I can't remember the dude's name. Oh, I'm looking it up. I'll find this sucker. Yeah, that's going to piss me off. Hey, suckers, tell me. But yeah, dude, like he's... Clover fucking... Lang. Clover Lang, that's it. Yeah. But dude, uh, <laughs> Rocky Stallone's like 5'8". No. You're, you're telling me the Italian stallion was taking Clover Lang headshots? <laughs> and living? Fine. Like, no. Like, cut that shit out. Cut that shit right out, uh, sir. But hey, uh, any other talking points about uh, this movie or anything else you want to bring up before we uh, wrap this up? I'll give it five raves out of ten. All right. You said five, I said six. All right. And uh, and two rambles out of ten. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's like a, a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, raves is good. Rambles is bad. Okay, so so it outweighs the, the raves outweigh the rambles. Right. Yeah. So it's- I, I hope that doesn't stick at all. Net three. A net three? I I don't know what a good net is. Like, would a net ten be like we're aiming for for like fiction? I don't know. There's been no this this metrics new. So what's the conversion rate for this? I don't know. I feel like it's like the U.S. dollar to rupee. Oh God! What part of the world uses rupees? India. India. Oh, they were fucking from Hyrule, bro. Motherfuckers use rupees? Shit. <laughs> oh, gosh. That would actually be really cool uh, to live in a country that had rupees. Because then you could just, like, break pots or cut <laughs> long grass and make... Like, All right, that is it for this episode <laughs> of the Raven Ramble Podcast. Thank you for being here with us this week, Troy and Justin. It's a great episode talking about him and the Lost Quantumania. I hope that if you do have time, Troy, you can make it out. And so we can just talk about how great Jonathan Majors is as a giant, you know, monster of a threat in any franchise, really. But um, again, you can find us on the Raven Ramble podcast on YouTube, or you can check out any of the other, list- any of the other listening platforms like Spotify, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music Audible, and whatever else you can find us in the link below on the YouTube channel unless you're able to find it on those listening platforms. And if you do, be sure to leave a like, a comment, or share it out, whatever you need to do to help this uh, podcast um, get 10, 10 raves and, and zero rambles, mm-hmm. as, as Justin would say. So, uh, yeah, let's, People let's know what that means. make Raven Ramble great again, and we will be seeing you next time. Now you're Peace. talking, man. <laughs>